0: Why would God create our brains to have this distinct ability to be able to tell a fake human from a real human? Hey, this is Unrefined Podcast. I'm Brandon Spain, your host, with co-host Lindsay Waters. Welcome to another episode. Everybody, coming at you with another podcast. Uh, Lindsey, what's on the agenda today? What are we talking about?
1: We are going to talk about the very broad subject of the doppelganger, doubles. Um, I mean, you can just go so many directions and we're going to go in plenty of them and have a good time.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is definitely going to be an an unrefined podcast, not just us just having a goo at it, but also just the topic of uh, something that's interested in us and we thought it'd be neat to dive into and and just share with you some of the insights that we got when we were researching it and, and reading and studying and listening. So, Lindsay, I guess we need to start off probably with, therefore everybody, a working definition of what is a doppelganger, and maybe, you know, what are some of the other things that are called doppelgangers that really aren't? What do you think? How should we start this off? Well,
1: it's, I, I guess I can start by just saying it's not that old of a term. Middle of the 19th century, that's not very old as, as words no, go. not at all. Um, mid-19th century is what I got here. And it literally, it's a German word that means double-goer. Or double walker.
0: Now, don't make this mistake, you guys out there, and think that it's new phenomenon. It's just a no, new name. No. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: That particular name, the the the, the folklore goes way back. Several yeah. different cultures, and
0: even in the Bible.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you got your your more apparitional, I'll call them, phantasmal. Doubles, but then you got some that are seem to be a little, and even we've got some what pur, are purported to be true stories of uh, more flesh and blood type doppelganger entities. So yeah,
0: it even reaches into celebrities and uh, famous people. I, I guess I could, I'd rather say famous people than celebrities, but like Abraham Lincoln and what was it, uh, the Zarina Catherine. Uh, yep. Catherine the Great. Catherine the Great
1: had one Russia. on her phone, apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and we'll get into that later in the show. So uh there's yeah, it's it's a deep, dark um dive. And it was interesting when Lindsay and I were doing the research on this, I would come up with interesting connections too, and I'm gonna throw those out there. Now keep in mind you guys, we were kinda attacking this from a, a standpoint of we want to look at it from a, a rational sense, what I call more of a scientism sense, you know, uh, empirical, touch, taste, spell, science, so-called uh, sense, and look at some of that phenomena, but also from the, the definitely, since that's what we're all about, a, a supernatural viewpoint. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, spirit doubles. Isn't that what it means in the German, spirit doubles or double walkers or something like you that? What it Double was? walker, double goer. In, in German mythology or mythos or whatever, they were ma- malevolent, right? I mean, they were yeah, generally a, a dark omen.
1: Most of the time, you, generally, if nothing else, it was seen as, if it was more the apparition kind, of, oftentimes it was seen as this omen, like something bad's going to happen if you see it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's just on the more malevolent flesh and blood side of it, you have the whole changeling yeah. that ties into this um, the English called them oofs. that's where we get the term oof from some point that meant a big not too intelligent person but I think that comes from this idea of the elves leaving these sort of blank creatures and kidnapping a baby uh, the, the word oof comes from the word elf originally the Irish had a similar being called the fetch i think hmm. and it, it yeah it just it's all over the place
0: well and then you 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 can even let's fast forward this to some of the podcasts to some of the people out there that we're in community with that we've listened to and stuff like that some of the you know clones i mean this could even be possibly a uh a cloning situation could be considered yeah. a, dop- a dopp a a it's a human being that's been made without a god-breathed spirit but there's some some sort of spirit that occupies it you know whether it be a demonic or or whatever and that could very well fit into this whole double walker genre as well too so oh, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's uh it's it's truly a a fascinating topic i think what got me really interested in, into it is i would listen to some to believe it or not to help me sleep sometimes at night I'd listen to this podcast out there let's read hat tipped let's read and they they would have several he would uh have several stories from reddit you know about doppelgangers of course you know reddit's a mixed bag you don't ever know what's real what's not and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. but he he I think he tries to discern through a lot of them and determine how possibly true they could be but the, the, the just the fascinating stories that I would hear about you, you're standing next to yourself at the bed. And then also, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a interesting experience that my wife had that I think we've talked about on the show that that she mm-hmm. was kind of at the foot of our bed and she woke up and she like kind of went back into herself. And uh, so, you know, we have kind of personal I- interest in this as well. Mm-hmm. What 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 interests you about doppelgangers, Lindsay? Well, I think I just, the
1: earliest, my earliest exposure to that term, I think, was I used to play this video game with my brother called Maximum Carnage. And there was a Marvel, I didn't read comic books, so. Yeah. But there was a character on there called Doppelganger. And mm-hmm. I just always thought it was a funny sounding word, but. I mean yeah, there's been several movies about it that have kind of I haven't seen it yet, but that us movie kinda touches on this. There was a doppelganger movie with Drew Barrymore in the nineties.
0: Yeah, what what movie was that? You remember? Yeah, it was just
1: called Doppelganger.
0: Oh really? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's it's the same premise, like this girl gets replaced by this evil double. It's more of a changeling type thing. And I watched the movie Changeling in the 2000s, which...
0: Yeah, I remember that movie.
1: I mean, it wasn't really doppelganger per se in some supernatural sense, but it had kind of that, and there's a similar story we're going to talk about from France later, related to this, but it was just this idea that this woman's son went missing, and they tried to pass this kid off who kind of looked like him as her son. I mean... Yeah, yeah yeah they they played on they they kind of used you know they they kind of played off the the whole doppelganger changeling uh folklore just kind of used it well, this is a true story but
3: yeah
0: well it fascinates me the the i mean you could even as a matter of fact uh, while I was studying for this and talking with different people, you can even dive into the whole world of twins with this type of situation. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's just fascinating. Twins in the Bible, twins. Um, I I thought about the, the, the guy was it Janice, the double God. And uh, so there's, there's just, and then just contemporary uh, movies, contemporary films, uh, ranging from the parent trap back in the, yeah. Uh, well, I watched the one back in the 70s, I think There's it was, with, with Haley Mills. Now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but that, that, that seems to be a real common motif with this this switching. And we've always had a fascination with twins and doubles and, and mm. stuff like that. And I think that comes into play to this whole doppelganger. But, yeah.
1: Imposters. We're fascinated by imposters. Yeah. I mean, yes. That's uh, somebody coming in and tricking people into thinking they're somebody they're not. That, that's something that catches our attention. The Prince of the Pauper.
0: <laughs> this reminds me of uh, something my son and I have been talking about, and I think you and I, Lindsay, have talked about it too, is the whole, the whole concept of the uncanny valley. And let me unpack mm-hmm. that. that. That's um, In evolution speak, uh, the uncanny valley is basically a uh, an ability that our brain has that that it, can, it it can only reach a certain point where it can determine whether a human being is truly a human being, and uh, it's just it's really a fascinating thing. Of course, you know I believe in creation, but on either side here, even evolution or or creation, you know, why would our brain number one evolve into anything? That's my big question. But number two, on the creation side. Why would God create our brains to have this distinct ability to be able to tell a fake human from a real human? Mm-hmm. You know, all these different stories of these doppelgangers. You know, I think about the, the, one of the ones that, that started me out was the one with Emily Sage, who is in mm-hmm. Latvia. And her story just fascinated me because she, was, she went through so many different schools and they couldn't figure out why such a great candidate was going through all these different schools and gave it a few months, and they figured out why she had a double. And what was so interesting about this case is it was seen by many. It wasn't just yeah. seen by the person. Because I've heard scientists say, well, they have something wrong with their brain. They're, they're having a delusion, and then they die from that, and that's why the, the bad omen of seeing your doppelganger. But that doesn't explain how a whole classroom of students see a double And the behavior of the double is definitely not very human-like. It's very, it's almost like it's an echo of of the person. Mm -hmm. And there's one story about her. She was, she went to work in the garden at the school and soon she came back in the classroom and relieved the substitute and she was sitting there and just, they were just, they were speaking to her and she was just sitting there and staring. And then they realized that this was probably not, the real teacher. So they looked out the window and she was still down there in the garden doing her gardening stuff. And it was kind of connected. And this is what I'm going to bring in in a few minutes. It was kind of connected. They would see the double where Emily really wanted to be. She didn't want to be out in the garden. She wanted Mm -hmm. to be in the classroom in her knitting or in her sewing class. And so that's where the doppelganger showed up was in her sewing class. Which I find that really interesting. It's like it had an intention of will to it, an intent behind it.
1: Connected, I mean, places she wanted to be. I wonder if it wasn't some weird kind of psychological projection or something like that. I mean, it.
0: Well, that leads to this the sounds whole
1: more flesh and blood. This doesn't sound like an apparition. Or, no, or it's what, not. What
0: that's that's the only thing that about what I'm about to say that kind of kind of put pokes holes and. And and it is, uh, I've kind of in, in in the research began to wonder if people are doing astral projection and not realizing it that they're projecting mm-hmm. their spirit or some some form of their soul spirit whatever, uh, and they're not realizing it with the intent of you know just feeling a strong way. Now I don't know how that comes to play with, I don't know how many of these people are really genuinely born again Christians and and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. all that kind of stuff. I mean, I know my, I know my wife was, and she had that interesting experience at, with the, with, with herself at the end of the bed.
1: Mm-hmm. So, uh,
0: yeah, that's, that's what I love about where we are in this fringe is there's, there's a lot of gray. I I tell people oftentimes that God sees everything black and white. He sees everything perfectly, but yeah. humans in our fallen state, as much as I, to my chagrin, you know don't want to say this uh you know there's a lot of gray in the world there's a lot of uh overlapping areas that we particularly evangelical Christians we want to come out with a a a, a lock tight system that explains everything yeah, and every, come out, every yeah, hill can, is
1: a hill to die on too
0: yeah and 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 we we come we come out more like pharisees than we do like you know seekers of the of Jesus or seekers of the truth And anyway, back to what I was saying, there's just a lot of gray in a lot of this area. I've been beginning to wonder if a lot of this is some sort of an astral projection type situation. And I investigated that. And even some of the new age out there have sort of connected doppelgangers with astral projection and that kind of stuff. But that doesn't explain the flesh and blood. That doesn't explain the, the ones that have been touched and even talked to. You yeah.
1: Know. Well, we may as well bring up Pauline, little Pauline Picard. Yeah.
0: From yeah go Trent there.
1: 1922. Is that okay?
0: Yeah, go. go for it.
1: Okay. So, Pauline Picard. I guess I want to give Weird Darkness some credit here. I, I was just exposed to this one from Darren Marlar, and just a great voice actor. He has a podcast and just puts out something every day man he works hard he's got a great speaking voice and a lot of his he's a curator he he finds great stories most of them unless he says otherwise are purported to be true and i found this one listening to his podcast but but yeah pauline picard was a was a little girl in the Brittany region of france and she spoke the Breton language which is a kind of a rare language in France. Some of them call it a dialect. My understanding was it was a separate language.
0: Yeah, me too. But, like a close to Celtic or Gaelic. Yeah, it's in
1: Welsh. But, but anyway, so she goes missing on April 6th, playing outside. Police look for her to no avail. Um, they assumed, I mean, <laughs> the usual stuff back then, animals killed her, she was kidnapped by gypsies, sadly. They didn't <laughs> care much for those Romany people back then. Um, yeah. and yeah, they just, they just assumed she was dead or, or kidnapped and they'd never seen her again. Well, and there were some suspects. Uh, there was a guy named Christoph Karaman who had been in prison for some some bad things. Uh, he had visited the farm on April 6th and paid particular attention to her, apparently. Got arrested.
3: Didn't have an international passport. Uh, there was a guy also who apparently confessed to it later. Um, well, that comes later, though. Finish yeah, the rest yeah, of yeah. the
2: story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. So, okay, so
1: she goes missing in April, April 6th. About a month later, the police uh, notify her family that they found a little girl in Cherbourg up in
3: Normandy, about 250
1: miles or so away, 400 kilometers. I mean, this is a big story in the the local uh, Le Matin. Paper there. And yeah, the, the little girl looked like her. I mean, they, they took a photo of her and showed it to her parents. And not only her parents, but the whole family and everybody in the little town were fully convinced that this was the girl. The problem that's, was
0: that's significant right there that even yeah. the neighbors, not just the family. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Problem was the little girl could no longer speak Breton and didn't seem to recognize her family. And, you know, the explanation was, well, trauma can do that to you. Well, sadly and tragically, later on, a corpse was found with clothing that was identified as little Pauline's dress or clothes, whatever she had been wearing that day. I mean, it it was pretty rough. But the clothes were unmistakably hers. So, yeah, they figured out. Okay, well, this can't be our daughter, and they sent her to a foundling. It's kind of sad. She died of measles a few years later. Mm. Um.
3: And yeah. So, but again,
1: this little girl. Everyone was convinced that this this girl they found was her. You know, you could say, well, moms. The mom may have lost it. Who knows how we would act if we lost a child? But man, the whole family and the whole town—yeah,
0: particularly the, the neighbors. Yeah, that that blows that that whole theory out of the water. That the neighbors recognize her. You know, yeah. they they're not they're not going th- undergoing the same trauma that the parents or the the mother yeah. was. You know. So
1: yeah, man, that's just.
0: When, and that's also that's also the time when the guy came out of the woodwork. I wonder if he really did kill her because he came yeah. out and. He flipped out because here, here she is, and he probably thought she had came back to haunt her or something like Heath that. Martin you know,
1: was his name? He, uh, yeah, he was asking about her, and then just kind of broke down and said, "God help me, I'm guilty." Um, and he w- was institutionalized later. Yeah, so maybe he did, and maybe, maybe he, did. he did, and there's still maybe some entity feeds off of trauma like that, and. Either way, um, the, the foundling, whoever she was, she, she sadly died sometime after that
0: of a, of a measles
1: epidemic. Yeah, that's a... Flesh and blood. This wasn't an apparition. This was a yeah, little girl blood. that you could touch, and she could talk, and...
0: Apparently had personality,
2: too.
1: Yep. Yep. And another odd thing is, apparently, after she went to the orphanage... Now, you could argue, well, maybe they just taught her the language, but she could speak whole sentences in that Breton language afterwards. Interesting. It seemed like she picked it up pretty fast, and it maybe I've always heard kids learn languages faster. So it may, I mean, that may be the. Excuse. They do,
0: yeah, they do. That's always in the West. That's always our go-to thing. That, that's what I've noticed about myself. I always want to go for a rational scientism explanation for everything, yep. and if I don't do if I don't do that first, I'm not I'm not skeptical enough, you know. According to the world, which is predominated with scientism. At least for now, and you know, it, it, and and we need to we need to be open to the supernatural that, uh, that that these things are real, that these things exist, these things happen. Particularly as Christians, like I heard the argument, I don't remember who was who was saying it, but that, you know, we believe in a resurrection, we believe in a virgin birth, we believe in all these miraculous things, but you know, why can't we believe in yeah. others? While all of a sudden, is does our supernatural just kind of? drop off when it comes to, I mean, there's theological reasons I'm not going to get into, but but why does the supernatural just drop off? You know, why can't other things have been just as real or just as supernatural? I wanted to share a little bit, uh, if I could, Lindsay, about some of the history of the doppelganger. I I found, found, yeah, I found this really interesting. It's in numerous cultures, but one that really intrigued me is it was in Islam. Except it's called a. I'm I'm not gonna say it right. it, it's, it looks like a Karen, which haha, ironic. <laughs> it's a Karen, but but it's a, probably a Karen. That'd and, be an
1: interesting uh, horror movie. The Karen, or, uh, the, the, the Karen. doppelganger
0: Karen. But but in Islam, the doppelganger is always the opposite sex. Oh, if wow. a male has a female. It goes along with a lot of that. Yeah, I guess that's probably a lot of Zoroastrianism of the yin oh, and yeah. yang and the a lot of that. and the black and the white and all that kind of stuff. So, but I thought that was fascinating. And then, you know, and then let's let's dive into the Bible. I mean, there are some passages in the
3: Bible that we can't seem
0: to get an answer for.
1: One for sure. I mean, the whole. Peter's angel thing that looked and sounded like him apparently. And,
0: uh, well, I read that they say in the Greek, the word there, if it would have been a ghost would have been phantasm. However, I kind of studied the etymology out a little bit. And what happened over time is, is they would even use the word angel for ghosts of people, uh, because they didn't have, because uh, it, it wasn't like a, a I'm not, a, I'm butchering this, but it wasn't like a phantasm in the classic phantasm sense, and so that's also where we get some of our, I think uh, some of the church traditionally, and probably the Catholic Church gets this this uh, theology of a guardian angel that yeah. we have a, f- a familiar angel that was with us or whatever, but but it comes right into play with the whole. Doppelganger thing of of there is apparently a space in Jewish literature and Jewish uh, I would say mythology Jewish uh, beliefs of of having a spirit double yeah. um, that they they called angelos in the Greek uh, I don't know I don't know what it would be in the Hebrew or Aramaic that's one case and the whole case of Jesus. Walking on the water and they said, Oh, is it his phantasm? They use actually yeah. use the word ghost there. And I don't want to get into the whole conversation of ghosts. That's a another whole topic and we might dive into that later on or whatever. But there's there's good stuff out there that deals with ghosts in the Bible and it's just yeah. not quite as black and white as people would love for it to be. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll just leave it there. But uh, you know, his His double is where we came up with the whole Peter's double, is the whole aspect of of guardian angels. Um,
1: Yeah. And I thought about it. She didn't actually see him. She just heard him at first. That's
0: true. Yeah,
1: that's true. But still, they, they seem to say, well, this is, yeah, it's not him. It's his angel.
0: Well, and we have a whole host of other cryptids, which for those of you who don't know what a cryptid is out there, a cryptid is just um a entity that is not uh that we haven't really discovered their nomenclature yet or what their species is, if it is a species, if it's not supernatural. And cryptids usually have a supernatural connotation to it, but uh they're in dealing with cryptids, there's oftentimes Many of them, and Lindsay could probably name a few, that have this ability to be able to speak and talk. In other, they, some even say Bigfoot can do that—that that they can speak and talk or use a I'm different town. Ta- yeah, uh, and I think the other, another one's a rake, maybe possibly. Uh, but they can use. There's a there's a really frightening story that I heard on Let's Read about a hunter who was out in the woods and he was trying out his new night goggles um out out in the woods and he wouldn't see anything so he moved to another spot and he looked back at the spot he was at and he saw this weird creature and it stood up and he was he was just staring at it and trying to figure out what it was and it started crying out like a woman in distress and started talking to him. And he saw what it was. It was talking. He knew it wasn't a woman in distress because he could see it through his night goggles mm-hmm. and uh, he shot at it and it, it ran. And anyway, he ended up fleeing and, and I, which rightly so I would too. That was just, that story's kind of a terrifying type story, but it, but my whole point of bringing that story in is that there's cryptids out there that, can imitate. So that goes back to the whole Peter thing. Um familiar spirits imitate sometimes.
1: And you can make the argue I have also heard the argument maybe that was just a Jewish superstition and it may have been.
0: Might have been. Yeah. I mean we have to explore all if we're gonna if we're pursuing the truth. And I really feel like a uh I mean, there's, I, I will admit everything inside of me wants to believe the supernatural, and I do believe the supernatural, and I embrace yeah. the supernatural. However, but I want the truth. And yeah. not every case of supernatural is really supernatural. I mean, yeah. there's hoaxes, there's there's the fall of man, there's deception, there's stuff like that out there. But in that small percentage that don't meet that criteria, you know, scientists can't explain it uh, in their
3: Rational thought processes. Yeah. Well, this is a good time then to talk about some possible I, I found some some more,
1: I guess, scientific
3: yeah. Yeah, good um, time.
1: discussions about this kind of thing. There's this this term well, I'll start with the, the other term. It's called hudoscopy. Um and it's, 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 it's a sort of a subcategory of a larger subject called autoscopy, which just means literally what it sounds like to see oneself. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Of course, autoscopy can be everything from like out-of-body experiences. Um, Near-death to, experiences yeah, type
0: stuff, yeah.
1: You know, astral projection type. I mean, right. you know, what would happen to Sandy would fall under that. and fact, I'd say what happened to Sandy probably falls more into hewtoscopy, but hewtoscopy is literally you see a double of yourself outside of yourself
3: while you're still awake.
2: Hmm. Um,
1: and some of the explanations are epilepsy and schizophrenia, people who, who have issues with this. Yeah,
0: I've heard the schizophrenia. That's what a lot of scientism wants to yeah. project. It you know is schizoid behavior, paranoid but schizophrenia. There's, a,
1: there's at least one case. Um, this a, a Swiss neuropsychologist, I guess you'd call him, named Peter Br- Bruger, B R U G G E
3: R. If anybody's interested, looking him up. Um,
1: wrote about a case, and uses the term polyopic poidoscopy where this guy who had a tumor in the insular region of his temporal lobe saw five doubles of himself and mm. they said that of course they they said that it was the the tumor now me and you are more liable to think well why couldn't that have been why couldn't it have been both even maybe tumors can Open doors to the the supernatural. I mean, who knows? But yeah, I just thought that was.
0: We know drugs do, and oh, yeah. that's a, that's gonna be another topic on another podcast we're gonna do. But we know just the induction of drugs can introduce you to the spirit realm. I mean, and you can't, oh, yeah. you can't, you know. That's that's the the natural influencing the supernatural we are bodies and we do engage with our spirits in the supernatural. Yeah. So that tumor could have just as easily been pushing on the right part of the brain for him to be, have open, open sight to what's really going on in the spiritual world. You know? Yep. Uh, I was in the process of looking up the astral projection and, one of the the things that they they tend to the three basic things that will allow you to do astral projections, which we don't condone. No, no, I want to say that right out of the shoot. Um, no. Yeah, that's to us that's entering in the spirit well without, without the Holy Spirit, which is illegal procedure and probably will be an open door for demonic familiar spirits or or just the demonic world yeah. in general. However, in this in the world of scientism and even kind of overlapping into the world of new age, the three basic things are meditation. And when I say meditation, I don't really mean biblical meditation or uh, more of an emptying of your mind type Eastern meditation, yeah. um, trance walk or trance work development, and then psychotropics. And that's what I wanted to dive into with the psychotropics and the possibility of It with astral projection, DMT is the big one that they're actually doing scientific studies on to see if it could help with anxiety and depression and stuff like that. However, at the same time, uh, what is that, uh, the South American plant that they get a lot of this? Ayahuasca. Yeah.
3: Ayahuasca.
0: Ayahuasca. And, And so, you know, that could come into play, so to speak, with the whole astral projection slash doppelganger type. Situation, uh, And it could be that, like we said, when we opened up this podcast, it, it very well could be that there are different variations of doppelgangers, which we don't yeah, want to just put them all in one category. Um, we have no idea what they all are or anything. It was just something we were, we were wanting to look at. And, you know, and I just get tired of uh, most Christians just categorizing anything they don't understand into the demonic. And I'm not saying that it's godly, but I, I'm saying that there's there's a little more wiggle room than just saying it's a demon. Uh, oh yeah, yeah.
1: That's, you know. that's that's so lazy sometimes. Uh. Yeah, it's
0: lazy thinking. It's lazy thinking, which Most you know, people don't even I,
1: know what a demon is. And
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then another one Lee, we were talking earlier about things natural things mm. simple brain damage you know and that and that leads into the two stories I want to tell uh kind of of the celebrity so to speak of of experiencing the first one is Abraham Lincoln Abraham Lincoln was said to during his first um term as president was said to have been looking in a mirror and he looked in the mirror and the only other side of him was a ghastly doppelganger of himself sitting there. It was very taunt and, 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 you know, very fatigued looking and all that kind of stuff. And, and it shook him up, it shook him up enough. And he went to Mary Todd, which we all know Mary Todd. If you don't, you need to know was heavily mixed up in. I don't know. I don't know if I, would I would say, a, yeah, I would say a cult, but I don't think it was more a cult than it was just simple spiritualism because of the loss of Robert, their son, yeah. and she wanted very much to communicate, but she had an interest in. I wouldn't say she was an, an occultist or a witch or anything silly like that, but but she was very into, you know, possibly even Blavonsky's stuff, and 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 I guess they lived in the same time period. So, but 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 more the theosophy type.
1: Yeah. Either uh, way, she was yeah communicating
0: yeah, with. It would, yeah, she was trying to communicate with the dead, which is you know illegal in the Bible. So, but she prophesied or used divination to yeah. basically tell her husband that you know you're gonna you're gonna get elected for a second term, but you're not gonna make it through it. You're gonna die before your second term. And the irony of that is that that came to that came to pass. And she drew that conclusion from that experience with that doppelganger, which is. um it's fascinating, you guys. I mean, call it for what it is a coincidence or something supernatural at work. Mm. Sooner or later, your coincidence card gets overplayed. Yeah. I mean, I even say, and, and I'm sure a lot of sci- scientism people would disagree with this, I even say there is no such thing as coincidence.
1: Well, yeah.
0: I mean, to I an know extent. At some point, it
1: just it, becomes denial, I would say.
0: Yes. Yes, and and it's like I was dealing with somebody this week. We were we were having a discussion about healing, and and I wanted just to ask the the person, you know, what is it inside of you that is so against wanting to believe that God is good enough to want to heal people? Yeah, you know, what is that? What is that denial in there? And don't tell me it's because it's not in Scripture, because that's a smokescreen. What is it in there? You know, it, it just. It just makes me wonder why did why do people not want to believe in the goodness of God? All right, I'm chasing a rabbit here. I need to, but that that goes with the, that goes with the supernatural. What is it about you? And 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 I think with the supernatural is fear. Yeah, you know, I mean, I've even heard good Christians on some of these podcasts that, and I'm not so sure I wouldn't experience this that that have experienced these. Cryptid encounters or or things, and I mean they're we're talking about big brave special ops dudes, you know, and stuff that that are just befoozled with fear. And I I mean, people always say, "Oh, well, I want to see a bigfoot," or "I want to see a blank." Fill in the blank, or what? I don't know. Do you? I mean, really? I mean, yeah. that's it. Could be a frightening experience. I mean, we really don't know what those creatures are or or what their purpose is, and it's definitely not glorify god probably well even
1: good beings i mean think about angelic encounters in the bible yeah. how that is I mean, yeah
0: yeah yeah i have a hard time sometimes with people who are just like buddies with angels and just you know yeah. they're sitting they're sitting on the couch with their arm around an angel saying hey what's up dude you know that that kind of stuff uh I mean, ordering them around. and Yeah, yeah, and, but I could see an, an intimate relationship with angels, but, but some of it just can sound a little far fetched, just because it's just it doesn't go in line with the Bible. The the yeah. people were petrified when they encountered angels in the Bible if they figured out what they were.
1: Sometimes they wanted to fall down and worship them. Sometimes they were scared to death. Which the angel, unless it was a, I believe a. Appearance of Christ in the Old Testament, the angel yeah, of the Angel of the
3: Lord, yeah. They always like fear not,
1: yeah.
0: So uh, another example of in history is the one I told you about about Catherine the Great. Mm-hmm. She was retiring for the evening in her bedchamber, and some soldiers came and said. You know, like my queen, there's somebody that's sitting on your throne that looks just like you. And so she went into the throne room and there she was sitting on the throne and she ordered them to fire, shoot at it, and it disappeared. And she died two weeks later of a uh, stroke. See, and, you know, that that's where the scientists can come in and say, see, it was a brain malfunction. But but how do you explain the soldiers coming to her and seeing it too? Yeah, I mean, did did they all have brain malfunctions? Was it in yeah. the water? I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes it almost gets it gets far fetched to believe in science. I mean, yep. we've lived we've lived through several years of that. Even now, it, it just becomes science is like stretching. You know, it's trying to really stretch. You know, to to offer an explanation when when the easiest Occam's razor, the easiest explanation is just hey. It's supernatural we yeah. live in a supernatural world that's that's all around us and and we need to have eyes to see
3: well yeah i mean it's funny
1: because physics has always blurred the lines to me between the natural and the supernatural so
0: oh yeah particularly that, quantum physics
1: oh yeah it's hard to just I mean, you can believe that, but you can't believe in a creator god or spirit or things like that. I mean, come on.
0: Well well, you know, and and, and there's an argument that can be made. Like I've always heard that if you carried a, a, a cigarette lighter back five hundred years to the medieval period and lit it, they would think it was magic. Oh, and yeah. So that so I wonder sometimes like even with quantum mechanics or quantum physics and and if that kind of stuff, if, if we're just starting to dive into what I call the laws of God, you know, or the laws of supernatural that, that are really there, they've been there and people have operated them. However, we hadn't really had a clear indication of, of of what they are, you know, that, that's still supernatural. It's, Above the natural, it's more like supra-natural is what it is. I know people get a lot of flack for this, but I do believe there are spiritual laws out there. I believe the Bible teaches spiritual laws, not maybe not as far as some heretics went, like Swedenborg and some other people. Yeah, but there, but there are spiritual laws out there that operate, and I think a lot of people shy away from that because of their latent meticulous sovereignty um, like, I guess, worldview, you know, and I, I'm not going to unpack that in this episode. That's another oh, whole rabbit and episode, but the but just to believe that there's secondary causes and that God doesn't necessarily cause everything that happens just really blows a lot of people's fuses. And uh, so, but there, yeah, there are ways to, there are laws. John Lake, a minister back in the early Pentecostal revival, taught a bunch, and this was back before scientism really set in its place as the new religion of our of the West. He he talked a lot about the science of the spirit, which is fascinating to me. You yeah. know, we've gotten way off doppelgangers. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, we could talk about some more cases. No, I th- I thought that was a good. I think that it may touch lightly on this, but it, it but it touches on it. Um, we could talk about some more of the the sort of famous cases. I guess there's a few yeah, more. Yeah. Okay. The Go for John it. Poet John Dunn or Don. I've heard that pronounced two different ways. The English poet apparently had had a similar experience and he says i've seen a dreadful or maybe his he saw his wife's doppelganger actually i've seen a dreadful vision he says since i saw you i've seen my dear wife pass twice by me through this room with her hair hanging about her shoulders with a dead child in her arms and uh said this to a witness i cannot be sure that i now live than that I have not slept since I saw you and am as sure that her second appearing she stopped and looked me in the face vanquished um and then I, I believe his wife and the Walton a, a a messenger came later and um to check went and checked on Don's wife and uh she was in poor health after losing a child so yeah hmm uh then there's Goethe the german i guess he was a philosopher yeah riding on horseback to see his daughter and and apparently saw himself but dressed differently but then later on without thinking about it when he rode his horse down that same place was wearing the same thing he saw his doppelganger wearing so yeah that's just crazy
0: that's, that's almost like doppelganger meets Tom, some yeah. sort of a Tom ti- well, thing, there, you know? There,
1: okay, so there was this, there was a, the Norse had a sort of a doppelganger-related deal called, let me look it up, it's in the same
3: article here. Yeah, this is really interesting.
1: The Vardiger. Those Norse languages are crazy, so I'm not going to probably pronounce that. Right. The Norse Vardiger was less ominous in nature, simply appearing in a place before the person it resembled, leading others to believe that they had already arrived. So that kind of, you touch on deja vu and all sorts of things there. That
0: Yeah, yeah. Time and alternate realities.
1: Yeah, this is more ethereal, apparition, phantasm-type territory than flesh-and-blood thing, but still.
0: Well, do you have right there with you? You have the, the story of Shelley. I remember reading about the story of Shelley and, and his wife, too, you know, the, of Frankenstein fame, I want to add. They were, they, they weren't, they were a cultist, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were, well, he wrote a, it's interesting, he wrote a story called Prometheus Unbound, kind of a yes. lyrical drama play kind of thing. And yeah, when you're talking about modernists talking about Prometheus, there's often a Luciferian bent yes. to that. we we'll into that. But in this story, Prometheus is, you know, imprisoned as usual and talking to these nymph Oceanids, these nymph creatures, and and one of them tells him about this being called the the Demogorgon from D and D, and I guess D and D and Stranger Things got this from there, I guess. Who yeah. dwells in this kind of the the undead realm? But it's a little bit different in Shelley's book. Kind of this shadow realm, and in this shadow realm, everybody, including Jupiter, you know, the the Latin Roman equivalent of Zeus, Zeus, has yeah. sort of a, a double or a phantasm. He calls it, and and Prometheus calls up Jupiter's phantasm to get Jupiter's phantasm to curse Jupiter. It's really weird. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. You kind of got a, got a doppelganger type deal in that story. And then he experienced it later.
0: Yeah. Well, tell, tell him the story about how he experienced what, what happened with Shelly. I can't remember the, all the details.
1: Okay. Well,
0: I remember he, he said a famous line that's, that's reverberated through about.
1: Yeah. Well, well, it says here his wife, Mary Shelley, later recalled that Percy had visions of strangling her and mentioned yeah. an episode in which his double approached him. All this was frightful enough, she said in a letter to her friend Maria Grisborne. And talking it over the next morning, he told me that he had many visions lately. He had seen the figure of himself, which met him as he walked on the terrace and said to him, how long do you mean to be content?
0: Yes, that's it. How long do you mean to be content? Which is so, fascinating. Yeah. What does that mean? That's creepy. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah just, just totally creepy.
1: That's a tough question from anybody, especially your doppelganger.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. I kind of have a... I, I kind of have an epiphany that I share with you that I'd like to share with them that we were because we we did that episode on sleep paralysis and and uh, we're still studying and looking into that and everything and I find it fascinating. I wondered, you know, and this is just pure speculation, you guys. I mean, that's all we can do when it comes to the supernatural realm, other than you know what's biblically clear. Uh, I, I I just wondered that if some of these people that are experiencing these dark figures in their mm-hmm. sleep paralysis, if those could possibly be their doppelgangers or, yeah. or something to that extent. I was just something I threw out there to Lindsay and he was like, wow, you know, that's, a, that, that's something interesting that's like, to think about.
1: Yeah. That same, uh, article references an, an Edgar Allen. I just watched a movie about him. Um, the pale blue eye that I highly recommend. It was pretty good, but, but Poe apparently wrote a story, I can't remember the name of it, where a guy's shadow kind of separates from him and and does its own thing. So yeah. That I, I thought of that when you when you mentioned that.
0: Who wrote uh who wrote Dr. Jekyll, and Mr. Hyde? Who
1: who was that Vern? No, Wells, maybe?
0: Well, I don't remember uh,
1: I didn't mean anything about that. I can't believe it. Let me see. The strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Robert Louis Stevenson.
0: Stevenson, yeah, 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 yeah. Which which interesting enough his whole the way he used to get his stories is really a, a fascinating adventure in a in a cult method. But we won't go there. But yeah, that that whole dynamic of Jekyll and Hyde and, and some indications that doppelgangers are Jekylls and Hydes, you know, they're the opposite yeah. um you know, kind of like what I was talking about with Islam. I was talking about the, the the male female, but also the character of you know a, a Hyde type doppelganger versus or a Jekyll. Yeah. Anyway, I, I thought that was fascinating too. There's so much. There's so much out there on this topic. I mean, we 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 barely even scratched the surface. It, it could go um, so much deeper, and it ties into so much. Of the other cryptid stuff, uh, it makes you wonder. You know what? What is it all for? What does it prove? What is it? But that that makes you wonder about any of the cryptid stuff. You know why? Why are they here? We have some ideas, but why do we experience the things that we experience? You know, and science is, science can't explain all of it. No. Let's just be honest. Let's let's be for real. Let's
1: not even let's half c- of it.
0: <laughs> let's cut it, let's cut out the god complex and the arrogance of science and, and just and just realize that, that there is a there's a world out there that that we that we can't even imagine it's it's permeated with the supernatural yep yep well that's that's about all we have here today about doppelgangers it's a topic that i hope other podcasters out there will explore and and go deeper with and analyze because it's uh truly a fascinating topic so anyway you guys uh thank you so much for listening and we will see you on the other side
1: thanks guys
0: Thanks for listening and supporting us and remember stay naturally supernatural